Chapter Seventeen of Young People's Treasury, Volume Six: Famous Travels and Adventures by Hamilton Wright Mabie. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Betty B. Sources of the Mississippi by Zebulon M. Pike, January First, eighteen o six. Passed six very elegant bark canoes on the bank of the river, which had been laid up by the Chippeways also a camp which we had conceived to have been evacuated about ten days my interpreter came after me in a great hurry conjuring me not to go so far ahead and assured me that the chippeways encountering me without an interpreter party or flag would certainly kill me but notwithstanding this i went on several miles farther than usual in order to make any discoveries that were to be made conceiving the savages not so barbarous or ferocious as to fire on two men i had one with me who were apparently coming into their country trusting to their generosity and knowing that if we met only two or three we were equal to them i having my gun and pistols and he his buckshot made some extra presents for new year's day january second fine warm day discovered fresh signs of indians just as we were encamping at night my sentinel informed us that some indians were coming at full speed upon our trail or track i ordered my men to stand by their guns carefully they were immediately at my camp and saluted the flag by a discharge of three pieces when four chippeways one englishman and a frenchman of the northwest company presented themselves they informed us that some women having discovered our trail gave the alarm and not knowing but it was their enemies had departed to make a discovery they had heard of us and revered our flag mr grant the englishman had only arrived the day before from lake de sable from which he marched in one day and a half i presented the indians with half a deer which they received thankfully for they had discovered our fires some days ago and believing them to be sioux fires they dared not leave their camp they returned home but mr grant remained all night january third my party marched early but i returned with mr grant to his establishment on the red cedar lake having one corporal with me after explaining to a chippeway warrior called curly head the object of my voyage and receiving his answer that he would remain tranquil until my return we ate a good breakfast for the country departed and overtook my sleds just at dusk killed one porcupine distance sixteen miles january fourth we made twenty-eight points in the river broad good bottom and of the usual timber in the night i was awakened by the cry of the sentinel calling repeatedly to the men at length he vociferated will you let the lieutenant be burned to death this immediately aroused me at first i seized my arms but looking round i saw my tents in flames the men flew to my assistance and we tore them down but not until they were entirely ruined this with the loss of my leggings moccasins and socks which i had hung up to dry was no trivial misfortune in such a country and on such a voyage but i had reason to thank god that the powder three small casks of which i had in my tent did not take fire if it had i must certainly have lost all my baggage if not my life january fifth mr grant promised to overtake me yesterday but has not yet arrived 
i conceived it would be necessary to attend his motions with careful observation distance twenty seven miles january sixth bradley and myself walked up thirty one points in hopes to discover lake de sable but finding a near cut of twenty yards for ten miles and being fearful the sleds would miss it we returned twenty-three points before we found our camp they had made only eight points met two frenchmen of the northwest company with about one hundred and eighty pounds on each of their backs with rackets snowshoes on they informed me that mr grant had gone on with the frenchmen snow fell all day and was three feet deep spent a miserable night january seventh made but eleven miles and was then obliged to send ahead and make fires every three miles notwithstanding which the cold was so intense that some of the men had their noses others their fingers and others their toes frozen before they felt the cold sensibly very severe days march january eighth conceiving i was at no great distance from sandy lake i left my sleds and with corporal bradley took my departure for that place intending to send him back the same evening we walked on very briskly until near night when we met a young indian one of those who had visited my camp near red cedar lake i endeavored to explain to him that it was my wish to go to lake de sable that evening he returned with me until we came to a trail that led across the woods this he signified was a near course i went this course with him and shortly after found myself at a chippeway encampment to which i believed the friendly savage had enticed me with the expectation that i would tarry all night knowing that it was too late for us to make the lake in good season but upon our refusing to stay he put us in the right road we arrived at the place where the track left the mississippi at dusk when we traversed about two leagues of a wilderness without any very great difficulty and at length struck the shore of lake de sable over a branch of which lay our course the snow having covered the trail made by the frenchman who had passed before us with the rackets i was fearful of losing ourselves on the lake the consequences of which can only be conceived by those who have been exposed on a lake or naked plain in a dreary night of january in latitude forty seven degrees and the thermometer below zero thinking that we could observe the bank of the other shore we kept a straight course and some time after discovered lights and on our arrival were not a little surprised to find a large stockade the gate being open we entered and proceeded to the quarters of mr grant where we were treated with the utmost hospitality january ninth sent away the corporal early in order that our men should receive assurances of our safety and success he carried with him a small keg of spirits a present from mr grant the establishment of this place was formed twelve years since by the northwest company and was formerly under the charge of mr charles bruski it has attained at present such regularity as to permit the superintendent to live tolerably comfortably they have horses they procure from red river from the indians they raise plenty of potatoes catch pike suckers pickerel and whitefish in abundance they have also beaver deer and moose but the provision they chiefly depend upon is wild oats of which they purchase great quantities from the savages giving at the rate of about one dollar and a half a bushel but flour pork and salt are almost interdicted to persons 
not principles in the trade flour sells at half a dollar salt at a dollar pork at eighty cents sugar at fifty cents and tea at four dollars and a half a pound the sugar is obtained from the indians and is made from the maple tree january tenth mr grant accompanied me to the mississippi to mark the place for my boats to leave the river this was the first time i marched on rackets snowshoes i took the course of the lake river from its mouth to the lake mr grant fell through the ice with his rackets on and could not have got out without assistance january eleventh remained all day within quarters january twelfth went out and met my men about sixteen miles a tree had fallen on one of them and hurt him very much which induced me to dismiss a sled and put the loading on the others january thirteenth after encountering much difficulty we arrived at the establishment of the northwest company on lake de sable a little before night the ice being very bad on the lake river owing to the many springs and marshes one sled fell through my men had an excellent room furnished them and were presented with potatoes and spirits mr grant had gone to an indian lodge to receive his credits january fourteenth crossed the lake to the north side that i might take an observation found the latitude forty six degrees nine minutes twenty seconds north surveyed that part of the lake mr grant returned from the indian lodges his party brought a quantity of furs and eleven beaver carcasses january fifteenth mr grant and myself made the tour of the lake with two men whom i had for attendants found it to be much larger than could be imagined at a view my men sawed stocks for the sleds which i found it necessary to construct after the manner of the country on our march met an indian coming into the fort his countenance expressed no little astonishment when i told him who i was and whence i came for the people of this country acknowledge that the savages hold the americans in greater veneration than any other white people they say of us when alluding to warlike achievements that we are neither frenchmen nor englishmen but white indians january sixteenth laid down lake de sable a young indian whom i had engaged to go as a guide to lake sang sioux arrived from the woods january seventeenth employed in making sleds after the manner of the country they are made of a single plank turned up at one end like a fiddlehead and the baggage is lashed on in bags and sacks two other indians arrive from the woods engaged in writing january eighteenth busy in preparing my baggage for my departure for leech lake and redding january nineteenth employed as yesterday two men of the northwest company arrived from the fond du lac superior with letters one of which was from their establishment in athapuscow and had been since last may on the route while at this point i ate roasted beaver dressed in every respect as a pig is usually dressed with us it was excellent i could not discern the least taste of des bois i also ate boiled moose's head which when well boiled i consider equal to the tail of the beaver in taste and substance they are much alike january twentieth the men with their sleds took their departure about two o'clock shortly after i followed them we encamped at the portage between the mississippi and leech lake river snow fell in the night january twenty first snowed in the morning but crossed about nine o'clock 
i had gone on a few points when i was overtaken by mr grant who informed me that the sleds could not get along in consequence of water being on the ice he sent his men forward we returned and met the sleds which had scarcely advanced one mile we unloaded them sent eight men back to the post with whatever might be denominated extra articles but in the hurry sent my salt and ink mr grant encamped with me and marched early in the morning january twenty second made a pretty good day's journey my indian came up about noon distance twenty miles january twenty third marched about eighteen miles forgot my thermometer having hung it on a tree sent boley back five miles for it my young indian and myself killed eight partridges took him to live with me january twenty fourth at our encampment this night mr grant had encamped on the night of the same day he left me it was three days march for us it was late before the men came up january twenty fifth traveled almost all day through the lands and found them much better than usual boley lost the sioux pipe stem which i had carried along for the purpose of making peace with the chippeways i sent him back for it he did not return until eleven o'clock at night it was very warm thawing all day distance forty-four points january twenty sixth i left my party in order to proceed to a house or lodge of mr grant's on the mississippi where he was to tarry until i overtook him took with me an indian boley and some trifling provision the indian and myself marched so fast that we left boley on the route about eight miles from the lodge met mr grant's men on their return to lake de sable having evacuated the house this morning and mr grant having marched for leech lake the indian and i arrived before sundown passed the night very uncomfortably having nothing to eat not much wood nor any blankets the indian slept sound i cursed his insensibility being obliged to content myself over a few coals all night boley did not arrive in the night the indian mentioned something about his son january twenty seventh my indian rose early mended his moccasins then expressed by sign something about his son and the englishmen we met yesterday conceiving that he wished to send some message to his family i suffered him to depart after his departure i felt the curse of solitude although he was truly no company boley arrived about ten o'clock he said that he had followed us until some time in the night when believing that he could overtake us he stopped and made a fire but having no axe to cut wood he was near freezing he met the indians who made him signs to go on i spent the day in putting my gun in order and mended my moccasins provided plenty of wood still found it cold with but one blanket january twenty eighth left our encampment at a good hour unable to find any trail passed through one of the most dismal cypress swamps i ever saw and struck the mississippi at a small lake observed mr grant's tracks going through it found his mark of a cut-off agreed on between us took it and proceeded very well until we came to a small lake where the trail was entirely hid but after some search on the other side found it when we passed through a dismal swamp on the other side of which we found a large lake at which i was entirely at a loss no trail to be seen struck for a point about three miles off where we found a chippeway lodge of one man and five children and one old woman they received us with every mark that distinguished their barbarity 
such as setting their dogs on us trying to thrust their hands into our pockets and so on but we convinced them that we were not afraid and let them know that we were chihuacomen americans when they used us more civilly after we had arranged a camp as well as possible i went into the lodge they presented me with a plate of dried meat i ordered miller to bring about two gills of liquor which made us all good friends the old squaw gave me more meat and offered me tobacco which not using i did not take i gave her an order upon my corporal for one knife and half a carrot of tobacco heaven clothes the lilies and feeds the raven and the same almighty providence protects and preserves these creatures after i had gone out to my fire the old man came out and proposed to trade beaver skins for whiskey meeting with a refusal he left me when presently the old woman came out with a beaver skin she also being refused he again returned to the charge with a quantity of dried meat this or any other i should have been glad to have had when i gave him a peremptory refusal then all further application ceased it really appeared that with one quart of whiskey i might have bought all they possessed of night remarkably cold was obliged to sit up nearly the whole of it suffered much with cold and from want of sleep january thirty first took my clothes into the indian's lodge to dress and was received very coolly but by giving him a dram unasked and his wife a little salt i received from them directions for my route passed the lake or morass and opened on meadows through which the mississippi winds its course of nearly fifteen miles in length took a straight course through them to the head when i found we had missed the river made a turn of about two miles and regained it passed a fork which i supposed to be lake winnipie making the course northwest the branch we took was on leech lake branch course southwest and west passed a very large meadow or prairie course west the mississippi only fifteen yards wide encamped about one mile below the traverse of the meadow saw a very large animal which from its leaps i supposed to be a panther but if so it was twice as large as those on the lower mississippi he evinced some disposition to approach i lay down miller being in the rear in order to entice him to come near but he would not the night remarkably cold some spirits which i had in a small keg congealed to the consistency of honey february first left our camp pretty early passed a continuous train of prairie and arrived at lake sang sioux at half past two o'clock i will not attempt to describe my feelings on the accomplishment of my voyage for this is the main source of the mississippi the lake winnipee branch is navigable from thence to red cedar lake for the distance of five leagues which is the extremity of the navigation cross the lake twelve miles to the establishment of the northwest company where we arrived about three o'clock found all the gates locked but upon knocking were admitted and received with marked attention and hospitality by mr hugh mcgillis had a good dish of coffee biscuit butter and cheese for supper february second remained all day within doors in the evening sent an invitation to mr anderson who was an agent of dixon and also for some young indians at his house to come over and breakfast in the morning february third spent the day in reading volney's egypt proposing some queries to mr anderson and preparing my young men to return with a supply of provisions to my party february fourth 
miller departed this morning mr anderson returned to his quarters my legs and ankles were so much swelled that i was not able to wear my own clothes and was obliged to borrow some from mr mcgillis february fifth one of mr mcgillis's clerks had been sent to some indian lodges and expected to return in four days but had now been absent nine mr grant was dispatched in order to find out what had become of him february sixth my men arrived at the fort about four o'clock mr mcgillis asked if i had any objection to his hoisting their flag in compliment to ours i made none as i had not yet explained to him my ideas in making a traverse of the lake some of my men had their ears some their noses and others their chins frozen february seventh remained within doors my limbs being still very much swelled addressed a letter to mr mcgillis on the subject of the northwest company's trade in this quarter february eighth took the latitude and found it to be forty seven degrees sixteen minutes thirteen seconds shot with our rifles february ninth mr mcgillis and myself paid a visit to mr anderson an agent of mr dixon of the lower mississippi who resided at the west end of the lake found him eligibly situated as to trade but his houses bad i rode in a carriole for one person constructed in the following manner boards planed smooth turned up in front about two feet coming to a point about two and a half feet wide behind on which is fixed a box covered with dressed skins painted this box is open at the top but covered in from about two-thirds of the length the horse is fastened between the shafts the rider wraps himself up in a buffalo robe sits flat down having a cushion to lean his back against thus accoutred with a fur cap and so on he may bid defiance to the wind and weather upon our return we found that some of the indians had already returned from the hunting camps also monsieur roussand the gentleman was supposed to have been killed by the indians his arrival with mr grant diffused a general satisfaction through the fort february tenth hoisted the american flag in the fort february eleventh the sweet buck burnt and others arrived all chiefs of note but the former in particular a venerable old man from him i learned that the sioux occupied this ground when to use his own phrase he was made a man and began to hunt that they occupied it the year that the french missionaries were killed at the river pacagama the indians flocked in february twelfth bradley and myself with mr mcgillis and two of his men left leech lake at ten o'clock and arrived at the house of red cedar lake at sunset a distance of thirty miles my ankles were very much swelled and i was very lame from the entrance of the mississippi to the strait is called six miles a southwest course thence to the south end south thirty east four miles the bay at the entrance extends nearly east and west six miles about two and a half from the north side to a large point this may be called the upper source of the mississippi being fifteen miles above little lake winnipie and the extent of canoe navigation only two leagues to some of the hudson's bay waters End of chapter 17